right now I can't be. Right now I have no choice but to be. Hmm. So what are we going to be talking about? I know. Hey. There's a lot to talk about. There's leadership. Good Woo. grief. You know, it's again, I think. these things are so funny because... <laughs> Okay, I'm, are you recording? Babe. It's so it's on, but this won't make the air. So are you sure? You might be surprised. Okay, if you, if go you ahead, say Tim. if you say something crazy, yeah. I might I might save mm -hmm. it. No, I'm just kidding. No, no I'm not. I'm, I just I just find it again interesting how Lord does all this stuff. So I have taught this when I first started out um, as a missionary trainer. I taught New Testament church principles for like ten years. Hmm. So this is wheelhouse stuff for me, right? And um, and so it becomes so common, so knowledgeable, if you want to say it, node, yeah. node, that's not even the right word, right? Yeah, but, yeah, So I'm thinking, like, I'm going to put this out. Mark, actually, you know, okay, you you do this. Just, you know how that mm -hmm. went, right? <laughs> and I'm thinking, this is not going to go over big. This is, this is, oh, information, dry, right. you know? You wouldn't believe how many people have talked to me about this. Really? Like, oh, it's unbelievable. Good? It, yeah, and it's like huh. the total... How many times are we surprised, but not surprised, that right. God does things with oh. stuff that we think is... I use that word. Oh, I use that word all the time, particularly this time of year. Yeah. What word? It's not... Well, just surprised. Oh, uh, yeah. sure. Look what God did, or yeah. imagine that God did this. Yeah. But no, God... God mm -hmm. always... He, he yeah. gives a vision, at least my experience, He gives a vision... Gives an idea that is absolutely impossible and cannot happen. Yeah. And there's a litany of reasons because you have limited resources and limited time are the yeah, two primary. Right. Yeah. But just in the nick of time, God swoops in and goes, yeah. Oh, no, here's the resource you need, and here's the person you need, and yeah. here's how much time they have, and it's just enough. Mm -hmm. Every single time. It's mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Anyways, I might leave this in. Can I leave this in? I don't care. I'm going to leave it in. I'm still going to do my intro, but I'm going to leave it in because that was good. Uh, here we go, kids. Three, two, one, and we're doing this thing. Three, two, one. What's up, my people? <laughs> Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend, a debrief, an effort to send biblical truth what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? Uh, I'm Caleb Pearson. I feel like I should be wearing a Santa hat or something, but maybe oh, next week or next, maybe next week. in the next, next couple week. weeks yes. we'll decorate. Yeah, we're not you going know. to December. Yet. I That's found true. Some, it's when, still November, when dude. I, when I decorated my house, uh -huh. I opened a box where the Christmas stockings were, and there were two Santa hats. Let's go. Bring them in. Okay. You've heard her already. Uh, Miss Rose Lock. Rose, happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. Okay. Uh, Merry Christmas, all that good stuff. It is only November, though. Tim's right. So let's not oh. jump the gun either. Yeah. But it is snowing. And if you hear a gust of wind, I saw uh, just, it's I probably not left. the Holy Spirit. It's just 60 mile an hour Frederick County yeah. winds. I just left a meeting and we were planning Christmas Eve services. Let's so go. It's Christmas to me. Planning the services, the Sunday morning ones? Yes. Nice. Is it? Is that exciting for you? Oh, okay, it's so, so much fun. I love it. You're, you're busy. You're, you're a busy gal. Yeah. That's year-round truth, but I feel like... This time of year, it's especially true. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're enjoying that. Oh, I, I love I love planning the worship services and hearing from the pastors what God is telling them, it's teaching a, it's them. It's exciting. And you can feel the calm before the 
follow the, follow the star yeah. storm too. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. Tim? In the it's office, coming. it's there's a yeah. buzz. It's like it's like I could kind of like I don't know how I can recognize Scott Sandmeyer's footsteps, but I can kind of yeah. thing. It's yeah. like it's exciting. You've heard him already. He's with us, uh, Tim Sanford. Tim, thanks for being here, dude. You're welcome. Thanks for doing the pulpit time yeah, and great. talking about church leadership. Uh, what fun. Uh, a lot of people wonder what we ever talk about before we press record. Uh, I'm going to leave that in this week so you can hear what we genuinely do talk about. But <laughs> I'm going to jump in here first, Rose. I know that's not okay. normal. You, you've been a, you've taught like almost in a professor role yeah. over this stuff many, yeah. many a times. And so yeah. you're talking about church leadership. And so for you personally, it's easy to feel like good grief. I've been, I've been talking about this. It's boring or whatever. I felt that for you. I was listening to the sermon. I was out of town, but you didn't come off this way, but I put myself in your shoes and I'm going, man, I'm on staff. I'm in ministry, have been. This is the stuff that we know and, and we operate under, yeah. but you said it's been an encouragement, the response you've had. Uh, was that not necessarily something you were expecting? What was it like to wrestle through something you've taught so many times, but see the Lord do it yeah, in a uh, new way? It, it, it wasn't expected, to be honest with you. I thought that um, there was going to be a lack of uh, maybe appreciation for how this might affect me. Or maybe I should say uh -huh. a lack on my part to be able to help with some of that stuff, right? Sure. And feeling the, uh, I'll say the pressure of that, even though I knew we were going to be talking about, in part, what is my responsibility to elders, right? Mm -hmm. But there can be some level of ho-hum that comes with all of that. And yet I found people, um, I, I had one guy, he texted me almost right away. Hey, I went up to, and he spoke of one of the elders names and he just was wanting to tell the elder how much he appreciated them. And hmm. so there was almost like instantaneous, um, response to that. And I think sometimes it's really actually good for us just to be reminded again. Oh, that's right. We do care for these guys. Mm -hmm. We just so often become complacent. Sure. It's a bit norm, right? Mm -hmm. And to be reminded, uh, oh yeah, we need to tell them. I've always been impressed. Scripture talks about, you know, like whenever we have opportunity to do good to one another, like do that, take that. And I think there's an admonition because at least for me, I find I need that bump. I need that reminder all the time because it's just, I can become complacent. Anyways, mm. it was really encouraging. To yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's cool to hear. Rose, what, what, what is it like from your perspective? Were you in the booth this weekend? Yes. Okay. So you're listening yes. to multiple services. Yes. Church leadership. You know it. You work with it. Oh. What, what Well, I have to say, I thought the sermon was so refreshing because I think, like, I mean, I knew what the sermon was going to be about. Mm -hmm. We've talked about it in our meetings. Yeah. I, I know what's coming, kind of. Yeah. Um, but I really appreciated that component. And I think that was the unique component that you brought to the topic, Tim, which was like, you kind of expect, okay, we're going to read the qualifications of an, like, this is what, in my mind, I'm expecting, yes. okay, we're going to read the qualifications mm -hmm. of an elder. We're going to talk about what elders should be like. And then we're all going to go, oh, our elders are like that. Like, that's yeah. what, that was yeah. my expectation. Sure. Yeah. Um, and that is not what happened, right? What mm -hmm. happened was this really nicely laid out, like, okay, this is what we can expect from them. But this is what they should be able to expect from us. And mm -hmm. I think that, that that was so refreshing because I think sometimes in our world, we get this mistaken idea that unless we're the leader, our yes. role isn't valuable. Yes. And that is so, um, that is one of the things I came out of the book of Acts encouraged in because I've always had more mm -hmm. of a background role around here. 
um, people will see me, but they don't necessarily know what it is that I do or right. what I'm doing. Right. Um, and so in those kinds of background roles, sometimes you start to feel like what you yeah. do isn't as important somehow or, um, mm -hmm. you know, what you do isn't maybe as glorifying to God even. And I think what you, what I, part of what you said to the general populace, Tim, was that how you follow these men is as important as how they lead us. Right. And I just think that, I think that encouraged everyone's heart, that idea that I have an important role to play in my following. Yes. And your illustration of the, of the hike was just, that, that was a, the perfect illustration of this. And I will say that, okay, here, here I get to say some insider information, okay? <laughs> of all of our pastors, you know, Caleb hands me a transcript before the weekend that has every word he's going to say, including his hmms or don't you think? Like they're literally in his transcript. And Tim gets up there and you never quite know what he's gonna say. Yeah. And so every service is very different, <laughs> which is very enjoyable from my perspective most of the time, um, yeah, <laughs> but, right. but, um, but that illustration you did give all three times. And I think that that illustration mm -hmm. was a key component of the takeaway for our body. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. just kind of my thoughts. Yeah. On how Interesting I you're saying that. I have a friend who, um, he, he did a set of notes on following or followership, I think is what mm -hmm. he called that. Mm -hmm. And he sent it to me. Uh, he's been a mentor in my life. And, and so he just like, I want to I want to know this stuff that he's been studying, and it it struck me as um, this is years ago, but it struck me as uh, there's so many books out there on leading, mm -hmm. you know, leadership this, leadership that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. But not a lot of books out there on followership, mm -hmm. and I don't know if that's because we wouldn't be buying them, right? <laughs> or we're just not thinking about this, well, and or I think what's if the, I can hmm. add like the woman's perspective here, like, I, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about my role and the whole, like we, you know, wives submit to your husbands and women yeah. can struggle with that verse. Right. But, um, it, it's the same way that I should lead my husband. Right. I mean, follow my husband, but he should lead me yeah. that, that, you know, he, God has put certain responsibilities right. on him. And, and um, by the way, I'll just say my husband fulfills them just beautifully. He's, Shout out to Roger. I, lo I love Roger. <laughs> um, and, uh, but he's put certain responsibilities on me mm -hmm. to follow him right. well and right. encourage him well. So if we want to take the application a step further, yes, there's the application in our church leadership world mm. to this concept. But if we want to take it further, there's an application in our homes as exactly. we women particularly submit to our husbands exactly. and as you as men submit to the leadership of the church and, and et cetera. And I just thought it was a really great Yeah. And you're alluding to, to something he brought out, which I appreciated is, is Tim, you painted a picture of, we, we kind of think leadership stinks. Like you mentioned the yeah. societal, like, oh, leaders, right? Mm -hmm. They bog us down or, you know, I, I want to be independent. I want to be anti-institutional. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I jump on the chance to lead others. But the moment you ask me to <laughs> right. be led, yeah. I'm not I'm not about that or yeah. or I'll do it, but it won't, there won't be an emphasis. And, and you brought that out. You said that explicitly. And I appreciated that because I'm, I'm hearing you go through the scripture and make the biblical basis for it, which I'll mention here again. But I was like, man, I'm, I'm glad he's taken the time to do that because we we have we wrestle the moment th there are those buzzwords where the yeah. moment it's in scripture we go no because yeah. we're weighing it against everything we've always seen from it 
Right. And and we the 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 key to learning who God is sometimes, man, I, I think it takes a lot of unlearning of something that has happened to us or some sort of image we had that, oh, goodness gracious, that is not what the Lord had right. in mind. And isn't it a picture like, oh, they're just, you, there were so many great things to him. Like, isn't that in a sense the picture of us following God too? You know what I mean? Like that same yeah. like hike right. picture, sure. right? right? And so the way we submit to the leaders that are placed in front of us in the church, it, it can help yeah. us or it can hinder the way we submit to our Heavenly Father and the Holy Spirit that lives within us, right? Yeah. So it all kind of ties together. Which is an interesting note because, I mean, in every place that you find the Scripture telling us to submit to someone who's in leadership, it's always as unto the Lord, right? Yes. Like that's all, it's always with the mindset of the, I'm doing this towards that person because I'm doing it actually towards the Lord. That's really, I think it, when that mindset is uh, impacting us, then the submission to the individual becomes uh, easier, I'll mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. And especially as you begin to learn more about the Lord and his ability to care for you, even in the midst of bad leadership, right? Like he's yes. able to do that too. And I remember I talked to this lady on the air, airlines one time. She was, um, she was an American married to a Middle Eastern individual and living over in the Middle East. And she was a believer and her family was not. And she uh, spent the whole flight, once she learned I was a believer... She spent the whole flight telling me about this. And uh, and then when we were done, she had to, she's headed for her family and she has to, you know, disown me, so to speak. And, but I just listened to her and what an impressive testimony that this woman had of living a life before unbelieving, an unbelieving husband who was not a mean individual. He just, he just was resistant, obviously, to all that because of his own faith. And yet God was... God was using her because she was following after exactly what the word of God says. And she was so discouraged. And I'm, I'm like, I'm like, lady, you're hitting it out of the park here because this is what the word says. And it just is so neat to see the, she was actually speaking to my heart in the ability to trust God in that situation, which was very difficult. And one of her fears was that she would lose her children, that her husband would mm disowner because of her faith and she would lose her children. Right. And so how do I walk this walk, you know, with my husband and right before God and all that. And he was just giving her great wisdom and she was following after that. It was, it's a testimony to us on that stuff. It's cool. Can I change, can I change directions a little mm -hmm. bit? Okay, thanks. I'll allow it. <laughs> um, well, I just, the other, the other thing that I felt like Tim was so great was the the, the community aspect that you emphasized. And I, I wrote in my notes. Um, now, I have to say, this is from Saturday night. These yeah, notes are that I'm referring change. to. <laughs> yeah. but, so on Saturday night, you talked about how nowhere in Scripture is there one leader. Always it's people working together as a team. And that was the other thing from your sermon that I just, that really encouraged my heart. First mm -hmm. of all, that Fellowship Bible Church here yeah. in Winchester has always had that vision and that idea that leadership is a team. Um, and the idea how there is something that God does in community and when his, when believers are in community and I mean, communities from like our small group communities that we in, right. I'm talking about our, 
very large church community that we're part of and the community of the elders of our church. And I just wondered if you had more thoughts on the idea of this like team leadership and the community and how that's a reflection of God as well and how he uses that in well, our lives yeah, and in our Yeah, certainly. Because he, I mean, if, if you get the privilege of sitting in on their meetings at times, which I've had some of that, you listen to them talk and you'll find that the Lord is giving uh, direction through one and their thoughts this time, right? And then maybe there's a, you know, we go on and something and someone else says something. And there's just this constant sense of the Lord is leading us, but it's not because one individual is the brainiac or one individual, well, this is my opinion. And by the force of their personality, they force everybody else to submit mm -hmm. to that. But there, there, there's this uh, attitude of carefulness with each other and submission to each other and presenting and doing that well in the sense of um, uh, uh, having some strength of, of character or conviction and yet not so much that it's bulldozing everybody over. Mm -hmm. And you come away from it feeling like, you know what, Lord, you have, you have brought us together and we have confidence in the process that you've taken us through because it reflects you, really. Again, it just comes back to the Lord on all that stuff. And, mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I've been in places where you feel the responsibility as an individual, like as if it's all up to me. And then I've been in places where I've been on a team like that, where you talk about a refreshing caring of that together. And even the, for the protection of us as the flock, you know, some leaders can be very dictatorial can be very, uh, you know, authoritative and hard-nosed. And when that happens, like if a wife had a husband like that, that can be a really difficult mm -hmm. place to, 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 to be, right? Yeah. And, uh, and sometimes um, we have individuals who are growing and learning through all that. And what a protection to us as a flock when the, the whole of the team of elders are caring for us so that one does not get out of line and then that has mm -hmm. such adverse effect on us that, mm -hmm. that they're looking out for us yeah. and looking out for that person yeah. too who because because god god created each of us right with yeah. our own personalities yeah. and our own gifts and our yeah. strengths and without the other people that he's brought into our yeah. community then we can't be as complete as we could be. I, I feel that so passionately. I think mm -hmm. community is so important and vital to us to help us grow, to help us be cared for and loved. And I just, I right. really appreciate right. that. Because, I mean, just, just for argument's sake, you, t you take Mark, okay, as a leader. Um, you hear people talk about how he is not a, he's not an overbearing guy, right? Like, but if you talk to Mark, he'll he'll tell you that sometimes he's been maybe reluctant to say something that needed to be said. So I'm picking on him as an example. Here's a guy who has some traits about him as a leader. Everybody, I think, would describe him as a good leader. Mm -hmm. um, but he himself would be able to point at some things that he would say, these are weaknesses that I've noticed in the years of my life. Uh so what happens? We would say, well, we're glad for that because here, you know, we'll, we'll take that weakness because we really <laughs> right. like this strength. But what if that strength was he's a very opinionated guy, able to come to a real sharp decision and has a personality that's a bit of a dominating personality? Well, we don't like that. Right. So so but all of that 
it doesn't matter which one you like. All of it has this negative side to it that needs to be balanced. And God brings together. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to me that the team that he puts together for our fellowship here are very complementary to each other. You know, it's not heavy handed one way or another. If you think about the personalities alone, as an example, think of what different personalities there are on that team and then how they affect each other. Mm-hmm. You got guys who are just real sharp in there in the sense of you can see that their minds work very linear, right? Like tick, 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 tick. And then other guys who just they'll jump. right. Yeah, but have you thought about this? And it's it's a left field kind of thing. Well, the linear is not thinking left field. The linear is thinking this is the way it goes, right? And and you just see that in the carefulness with uh, one another too, on on valuing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Sitting in on an elder meeting is cool. Yeah, I remember being a young buck years ago and in the mentorship and and on staff and invited to my first meeting. And I think I've said it on the podcast. They prayed way more than I thought they would. Yeah, and I remember not being like wowed by the administrative. Uh, things yeah. of it all, which was my actual experience with parachurch ministry in college. I've been in a leadership meeting and it was papers and tasks and blah, 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 blah. It was yeah. fascinating, but it wasn't this like what you both are alluding to, recognizing the spirit in each other. And and I remember as I was discerning my future vocation and jobs and mentorship to part-time to full-time here on staff, one thing Mike Thomas said to me years ago now was, we want you to know you can communicate boldly with us as the elders and that the same spirit that's leading us in our meetings is the same spirit leading you in your life. Yeah. And the and the way he said that and when he said it to me and how I was able to leave not an elder meeting with a job, but an interaction with him as I awaited the future of my life or whatever, man, what a peace because he was saying, all we're all we're trying to do in that room of decisions is discern what the Holy Spirit right. is trying to do. And That's it's right. the same one leading you. So let's communicate. Let's all be a part of the yeah. body, which yeah. is the support of this idea, the elders coming from the flock of the body and, mm-hmm. and, and multiplicity of leaders. Well, and, and how thankful I am. Like, um, I mean, I knew, you know it's not a paper-pushing meeting. You know mm-hmm. it's not around here because yeah. we got paper pushers. Right. Right? Yeah. And in the New Testament, they had deacons, right? Mm -hmm. So that the elders could do exactly what you're describing, Caleb. And I am so incredibly thankful for the biblical, which is, you know, basis of the leadership structure. Which is a little bit of a cop out around here, but it was actually one of my favorite parts of Tim's sermon because you were teaching on church leadership, but you did such a good job automatically saying things like, God also tells us in Scripture, bam. God also tells us in Scripture, bam. And then it also says here, boom. And it just reinforces the idea that we didn't make this stuff yeah, up. Right. It's His. Right. And and to your point earlier uh, uh, that we said at the beginning, like, oh, this is church leadership. I've taught it 85 times. What are we even doing here? The Lord really surprised you in a good way with that stuff. But another thing as I was listening to this sermon was, yeah, for me, I could listen to Tim and be like, knew it. Yeah. I, I knew all that already. Very dangerous thing to, to say and claim. But I also realized there are a lot of people that don't know this. Like a question yeah. I'd love to pose here, if this was a super long form podcast, why do so many churches get this wrong? Yeah, exactly. 
because it's a lot. Tim. It's a lot. It's a lot, and mm-hmm. and and some of them don't start out this way, but right. they get uh, get a certain way. Yeah. Other churches pop up left, right, and center. You can't keep track of their names, their locations, <laughs> personalities running the whole thing. And so, as I was thinking about my demographic, meaning solely just the people in their twenties, the, going through their quarter life crisis, whatever you want to call it, they are hearing this and and hopefully seeing, okay. I have some maybe past experience with one sole leader of a church, but the multiplicity of leaders that keeping people in check, our pastoral meetings are an example of that. All of us coming together to discern a little bit of this and that. It's so cool to to, to be physically reminded, okay, we are all actually just trying to hear from the Lord. It's not all of us taking turns so we can hear from each and other. reminders are so important, right? I think, yeah. isn't it C.S. Lewis who said people don't need to be taught as much as they need to be reminded? Right. Mm-hmm. The reminders are really important. Um, as we were, um, I think it was C.S. Lewis, but you could, you could, you know, fact check yeah. me if you wanted to. <laughs> um, but I think um, I, as we were preparing for this weekend, so everybody just needs to know that I spend a lot of time in this stuff, right? So... We talk about it in meetings when we're planning services. Then I go back and review those services and think about those services. And then Tim <laughs> sends me his notes and then I type his notes and then I proofread his notes. Like I spend a lot of time yeah, mm-hmm. eating and chewing on these these sermons. And as as the weekend was coming up and I was eating and chewing on what was about to happen, um, I was reminded of, I want to say, uh, let's say 26 years ago. Uh, however long we've attended Fellowship Bible Church, um, the elders, in their attempt to um, do some of the things that you talked about, watch over their flock, did a survey of the congregation because we were growing and we were growing really fast. And they just wanted to hear, like, mm. like they just wanted yeah. to have a pulse on yeah. their flock. And I remember one of the questions being, like, what are the things you appreciate about Fellowship Bible Church? And at that time, I remember answering one of the things we appreciated was what we what appeared to us to be a very unique leadership structure like Mm. we loved that becoming an elder is not a popularity contest Mm -hmm. here it's not voting on the person who comes to church the most regularly or the person who Mm -hmm. has the most money you know i mean it is a well thought out prayerful decision by a group of people together observing Mm. who the future leaders are taking the time to nurture them, disciple them, and then invite them into leadership. Mm-hmm. And to us, when to Roger and I, when we first came here, that was so, so refreshing and so biblical and frankly, so un-democracy. Um, you yes. know what I mean? Like yeah. we're all raised yes. in this democracy where yeah. we get to vote yeah. for our leaders. <laughs> and we learn all through school how like valuable yes. that right is to choose our leaders yep. mm-hmm. and so i i just really appreciate that about fellowship mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. i don't know if there was a question and, there or not or just maybe an observation to take that further just as a plug <laughs> like i know that the elders are continuing to search out individuals that god may want mm-hmm. to use in some form of church leadership whether it's an elder or whether it's some other form and trying to invest in them and it's not just the elders who are doing that. There's others within our group who are trying to reach out. And I would, I think that um, people need to be asking the Lord, how do you want me to fit into the body? You know, you were talking earlier about some of the things you do are behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But what does the word of God actually say about that? Well, you know, right? But the question is, is does that actually affect you so that... Um, 
like you could be striving to be one of the, uh, uh, the hands or the mouth or the, you know, one of the seen parts of the body, or you can be um, delighted in where God has placed you, right? Yes. Well, there's some, I believe, that God has given them abilities in this area. And I think that it should be uh, uh, such that as they're becoming more aware of that and trusting God for a, uh, a godly pursuit, it says if a man desires the office of a bishop, he desires a good thing. So that desire has to be a godly intent behind that, right? Not a not a fleshly desire, I want power kind of a thing. Yes. But as God is revealing that, I think that they would be in a good place to say, okay, Lord, if that's to come, because elders by very definition are down the road a ways, right? They're not like just brand new people. Um, so what is it, God, that you're wanting to do in my life in, in order to prepare me for what you have for me in the future? I'll be content in the time right now and not just be only thinking of that, but I'm also in the decisions that I'm making. How could you use time to help me to be ready well, for that tomorrow? That, but that also go, even goes back to what we're talking about. Maybe God just needs to prepare you to follow well. You know what I mean? Maybe God just well, needs to Well, sometimes that's you. the way you learn to be a good leader, yeah, right? Yeah, and, and maybe, mm -hmm. like, so when you're talking about, God, prepare me for what you have for yeah. me down the road. Yeah. That's trusting in Him and what He is doing in our own lives. Right. It's and, just a really cool process. And a healthy reminder to all that, too, is biblical leadership isn't fun all the no. time. No. Like, like what, what God calls people to, it, it can help kind of thwart some of those earthly reasons or fleshly, I, I want to be on top of it all. Well, you can think that all you want, but the longer you study scripture, hopefully you're actually like, oh, I don't know if I want this at all. I don't know if it's Ephesians 5 or where, but the husband gets instruction way above and beyond what he happens to mention yeah. about the wife in that in that one passage. And it's kind of like, yes, the wife can read that and wrestle with submission, but the husband hopefully is reading it and wrestling, I can't do yeah. this without Christ. Right. Um, if we can all get to a point, and, and one yeah. practical thing for Tim and a pastor is a verb. And I love that we have the opportunity to to equip saints for the work of the ministry and pastor, but also point to these elders. Like, I, I love that I'm being led uh, yeah, as I'm true. leading. And it, like, I, it's just so fun to, to be like, oh, that that kind of sounds like an elder thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. There, have right. been, there have been yeah. many moments where I'm like, those guys are awesome. And to be honest, I'm glad I'm not one of them right now yeah. because they the got manager. some hard stuff to do. Talk to the man. Talk to the man. Exactly. Let me go to the back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go Big Joe Hauser's not here. Can I take a message? Right? Like it's, what are you going to do? Yeah. But man, it's just, and then once you realize that's the way God has ordained it, well, no wonder then that's why it works. It doesn't work because our elders are perfect. It doesn't right. work because Mark Carey's the best senior pastor that's ever walked the earth. It works because it's biblical. Right. And we and, all get out of the way of the scripture. That, and then that brings us back to, like, here's our full circle, right? Um, we've got to love and appreciate these guys. Mm -hmm. Because what a, what a weight they bear mm -hmm. and what a responsibility they bear before our Heavenly Father. Yeah. You know, like that, mm -hmm. the weight of that responsibility on their shoulders and yeah. their wives shouldering it with them. Mm -hmm. um, we just need to pray for them and encourage yep. them and yep. support and care for them. I did have the opportunity. I was um, at an event yesterday and one of the elders was there and I overheard a conversation. I heard someone ask them, have you had any, um, uh, feed, you know, has, has anything mm. happened since Tim's teaching from the weekend, mm -hmm. right? I'm interested to hear <laughs> yeah, this. Right. Well, no, it's, it was really an encouragement mm. in this. Um, mm -hmm. the, the response was that 
actually we've had people um, ask the elders to come and pray for the sick, which is one of the mm. responsibilities yep. that's listed for them in scripture. And so what an encouragement that now, because as elders who are trying to shepherd and lead their flock, when they see that their flock engaged with the word right. of God right. and is now asking them it's life -giving. to, yeah, yeah, it mm -hmm. has to encourage their hearts that in their leadership, they're building into the body. Right. You know, even though they're being asked to do something, that what yep. they're being asked to do is a spiritual responsibility. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think, I just think, I really appreciated your sermon, Tim. Yeah, I felt like that, the way the applications played mm -hmm. out. And again, it, it, did, it did not meet my expectations, but it, yeah. Made me check. Well, maybe I had bad expectations because yeah. it was really, yeah. it was really great. Wow, cool. Good, yeah. and the elders being a part of the service is really cool too for them to. <laughs> I almost had them stand up, but I thought, you know, <laughs> it'll call them out. To, like, here's who they are, right here. You know, get them. <laughs> yeah. like, well, did oh, you guys see? Uh, if any of you are on the Fellowship Family Facebook group, John Van Drunen um, posted, posted uh, a link to there is a page on our website if, in oh, case yeah. in case they, you guys there, don't right? know yeah. you go to fbcva.org and go to um i think it's our, our team our team our team then there are pictures of each of the elders with their yeah. spouse most of them with their spouses not all of them and then there are paragraphs about them and who mm -hmm. they are um so uh you mentioned tim that there were some people who don't even know who our elders are right. so that might be a great place to start because mm -hmm. then you can at least put a face to the name yep. and then you can at least begin praying and maybe yep. even praying that you'll get to know them so yes. you can remember them in a different way yes so. exactly it's good. Elders are on there. There's a deacon spot, pastors and staff spot. Yeah, yeah. it's a cool opportunity to, nice. to see all that. Uh, guys, it's Follow the Star week. Uh, so I want to emphasize and point people to that this coming weekend, December 2nd and 3rd. 1401 doesn't come. 5 p.m. Okay, so that was only a one sermon. No, that was the two. 9 a.m. That think. was 9 a.m. It they was. didn't say that yeah. on Saturday. Okay. <laughs> I thought Mike was when he when he was uh, up there, but he didn't. He just said 1400. So help wow. us spread the word. Come out and uh, support everything we're doing for Follow the Star. And I'm sure there's opportunities to serve and plug in and, and last minute things coming together. Pray for weather, pray for people, people that need Jesus people that have them, all that good stuff. Uh, Tim, thank you for being here, dude. Yeah, thank yeah you. you're awesome. Rose, the busiest season of all, and you're uh, here on the podcast. I don't know how we did it, but I'm glad. Thank you for, for oh, being I here. I love to. I love being here. It's fun to talk it's a about blast. this stuff, and it. These, this is my heartbeat. Very so. cool. So. And we've got some great stuff coming up for the Advent. Oh, yeah. All month Same. long, and... Yeah. Do you want to tease any of this Christmas stuff, or do you want to uh, wait well, next not, week? I, we not, can, I can wear a, little, a Santa hat. There's not, there's not a lot of. There's actually there's not a lot of teasers this year. We're okay. gonna, in a sense, we're keeping it simple. But the okay. church is now decorated, almost completely decorated. So if you want to come good. see what we've done, very festive. Um, and I just want to say, like the fireside shout out to the I don't know what you call them, the Smith Lindenberg. Uh, Eaton clan because mm -hmm. they came up here last night and decorated the fireside oh, area and it just nice. looks beautiful. Um, Very we cool. had a great, uh, and I'll put up the plug in for next year. This Hanging of the Greens event we started about three years ago. It's becoming a thing. It is an awesome time. People bring their kids. There's a tree. Um, there's there's a tree over in nursery preschool that's uh -huh. just awesome. I see. I saw it today. Nursery kids and preschoolers. Brown, right? <laughs> well, it's, nursery kids and pre the kids yeah. decorate. The kids made all the decorations and the kids decorated the tree. Mm -hmm. And it is just, it is heartwarming. Oh yeah. And I, I have, to, I have to say this one. 
So last night at this Hanging of the Greens event, Titus McManigle and Grace McManigle. Does anyone know? Do you guys know how old Titus is? Mm. Ballpark? What is he? Eight-ish? No, he's older than that. For real? Yeah. I think it was Titus. Anyway, Grace Shout out to and Titus one of her and Grace. older brothers decorated one of these wreaths. They're hanging in the worship center. The two of them by themselves. Hmm. And when it was done and we hung the wreath, and of course these wreaths are like, I don't know, eight foot Huge. in diameter. Yeah. Um, we hung the wreath and Grace McManigle stood there and looked at that wreath and her eyes were big. And I said, Grace, are you happy with how it turned out? And she said, yes. <laughs> and so when I walk in that worship center, that particular wreath just yes. like warms my heart yep. and draws me to God because I Christ right that there. child's eyes. Yep who was bringing glory and honor to her yeah. father. So anyway, it's 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 great fun. And so, seriously, folks, there are so many stories like that that mm -hmm. I just, yeah. I never get the opportunity really to share them too much. And so if you walk by me in the hall and you and wherever we're standing, you want to hear a story. Tell me about me, that wreath. Tell me about that yeah, tree. exactly. All that stuff. Then I'd love to do that. Very, very good. Thank you to our viewers and listeners. As a reminder, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms all over the place each and every week. Tuesday afternoons, we upload. Uh, find the Sermon Spotlight for the logo. will pop right up. The fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love. God bless. <laughs>